One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. You know, the weather's getting warmer. So, I for one am ready to say goodbye to my jackets and my sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I'm right there with you, Kate. And you know what I actually, actually, I donned double quince the other night. I've got to tell you. Okay. This is what's so great about quince because I feel like I have really been able to update my wardrobe like for the long haul without spending a fortune. I wore a gorgeous white tee, like a simple perfect white cotton t-shirt from Mm. Quince, but it was a little chilly out. So I threw on my cashmere hoodie, also from Quince. Ooh, Mm -hmm. okay. Like they have basically given me a lineup of timeless pieces that I feel like keep me looking, I'm going to toot my own horn, effortlessly chic. Whether it's winter or or summer, they've got premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30. You've got washable silk tops, really stunning 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. Like truly, the list goes on and on. And the best part is that Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And they only work with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, something that's very important to us. So look, if you're going on a trip, if you just need to update your summer wardrobe, Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash forever35 for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash forever35 to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash forever35. Hello and welcome to Forever 35, a podcast about the things we do to take care of ourselves. I am I am Kate Spencer. And I am Dory Shafrir. And we are not experts. We're not, but we are two friends who like to talk a lot about serums. And this is a mini episode where we hear from you, we share your comments and your thoughts, and we answer your questions to the best of our ability. But please remember, we're not experts. We're podcast hosts. We always encourage you to seek support first and foremost from a medical and or mental health professional as needed. If you want to hit us up on the Veeams or the text memes, that's text messages in my own personal abbreviated slang, uh, our voicemail and text number is 781-591-0390. You can also email us at forever35podcast at gmail.com. And you can visit our website, forever35podcast.com, for links to everything we mentioned on the show. We're on Twitter at forever35pod. 
We're on Instagram at Forever 35 Podcast. And you can join the Forever 35 Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash Forever 35 Podcast. The password is serums. And you can sign up for our newsletter at forever35podcast.com slash newsletter. Oh, also, you can shop our fave prods at mm-hmm. shopmy.us slash Forever 35. I did just want to mention, Dory, this episode is coming out on Friday the 28th. And tomorrow on the 29th, Saturday, I'm going to be at the Boston Book Festival. You oh, can come hello. see me speak for free at 3.30 p.m. on a panel about romance and the serendipity mm. of romance with um, mm. two other really wonderful romance writers. And come say hi. I'll sign your book. You don't need a ticket. I think you just get to show up. So please. Kate, where is the Boston Book Festival? Okay. So if you go to bostonbookfest.org, you will be able to look at the festival schedule and find out the exact location of where my panel will be and also other panels because there are a few different spots. Like it's at the Boston Public Library. I am going to be at the Old South Church. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. What a lovely I venue. I know. Romance, serendipity, and the unexpected. Ooh, I, oh, I wish I could be there. I do too, but you know what? I will drink a donkey's in your honor. I will oh, thank you frolic so much. through the public gardens. I will just be as much of a cliche as I can for the 72 hours that I'm in our hometown. Amazing. Um, so if you happen to be there, please say hi. I would love to meet any pod listeners and do inside jokes from the podcast with you. So please come I say hope hi. Some, I hope people bring you eggplants. Just Well, I mean, I love eggplants. So bring me eggplant. Bring me eggplant parmesan, one of my favorite foods. It'll be really weird. Like, it'll be weird, but it'll be great. We don't need to explain why you're bringing me eggplants. Exactly. <sighs> mm. Also, I just want to note. Oh, yes. Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. I just also just wanted to say, and this, I, this is the kind of thing that should go without saying, but I don't think it should go without saying is that there's a lot of anti-Semitic shit happening right now and it's fucking awful. And I just want to make sure that I personally go on record as saying that, but also this podcast. You know what, Kate, as a Jewish person, Mm -hmm. I appreciate that. I mean, it, it, it are you, yes, of course, the literally the least I, a non-Jewish person, can do. So I just wanted to note that shit because I am, it is not okay. And my community of Jewish friends, of which I have a lot, are dealing with a lot because of it. it and I mean, I don't want to speak for you, Dory, but I just, I just wanted to note that it is, it is happening and uh, I want to make sure we are being vocal about it. Well, thank you, Kate. I really appreciate that. And, you know, this also some of our listeners, I'm sure, are feeling that as well. So, yeah. All. Um, all right. Well, let's get to pleasanter. Let's travel back in time. Let's travel back in time to 1998. <laughs> okay, let's do it. Um, all right. This was an email from a listener. I was catching up on the pod today and heard your request for Lilith Fair and other concert stories from last month. I went to the second Lilith Fair in 1998 in Phoenix. I turned 17 that month and it was my first real concert. It was fantastic and unlike anything I'd ever experienced before. 
I can't draw a direct line between me leaving the evangelical church and coming out as a lesbian a few years later, but I also can't say it wasn't an influence seeing what life outside the church was like. In retrospect, I'm surprised my mom let me go, much less bought the tickets for my birthday. Last year, I went to what I felt was the spiritual bookend to my Lilith Fair experience, although they had no artists in common, according to Wikipedia. After two postponements, my sister and I went to see Alanis Morissette with Garbage and Cat Power at the same venue I saw Lilith Fair at just over 23 years earlier. Like Lilith, it was an amazing experience, although my 40-year-old self appreciated having an actual seat rather than general admission on the grass. So Burning Man probably isn't for me at this point. Uh, yeah, Burning Man, not for me either. I um, desperately want to go. for this. You desperately want to go to Burning Man. I, it's like I want to go in theory, but I don't think I would actually enjoy myself. I think you want to have gone. Yes, I think that's it. I wish I had experienced this. Yes. Um, in my early, you know, when I was 20, I was on fish tour for like three weeks, meaning I traveled around in my car with one of my best friends, Teresa, and we saw a million fish shows, slept in the car and did a lot of stuff that I would like not let my kids do. And it was great. But I don't think I would enjoy that experience now. Now I would be like, put me in all the hotels. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Um, I also just loved this in the way that music and these kind of life experiences when we're younger, but also when we're older can have such an impact on deepening our understanding of ourselves, of our authentic selves. I just Mm. thought this was such a, you know, I know the listener says like, I can't draw a direct line between me leaving the evangelical church and coming out as a lesbian, but I also can't say it wasn't an influence. And I just think what power, you know, music can have on our lives and, and, without the artist ever even like knowing that we exist. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really good point. I think we heard from another listener who was like, who kind of drew this. I don't think they came from the evangelical church, but I think they drew a similar sort of line from Mm -hmm. having gone to Lilith fair as a teenager, not being out or possibly even like aware that they were gay to themselves and subsequently coming out as, as gay. Yeah. Also like interesting. I got to interview Shirley Manson from Garbage once. She was pretty oh. rad. Yeah. They were Can big you... they were big influences on me um in like 1995. Really? Yeah, like musical and fashion, like I I really tried to dress like Shirley Manson. I thought she was extremely cool. I mean, she was extremely cool. I, you know, wasn't a bad person to <laughs> No, she's super Um, cool. Yeah, she was. She was pretty iconic, and I was very obsessed with her. Yeah, are you a Cat Power fan? I am. Um, I have seen her live, and it was not a great show. She has, at least, she used to have like a lot of anxiety around performing live, and like often wouldn't finish her sets. Um, But I do really like her music. She's someone who I like got into later as an adult. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. Well, now we're going to have a major gear shift and read All another right, email. Okay. That was our, that was like <laughs> our allegorical car swerving. <laughs> Dory, Dory just did a three point turn in the middle of the road. Well, really not even a three point turn. I think I did like a 180. 
a one, one eighty. Did you well, have like to do three point, three point turn. turns like in driver's for my driving test? Yes, remember yes. that? Well, one eightying. Here's an email. Hi, Kate and Dory. How do you navigate commentary from friends who have an unhealthy relationship with weight and food? I've struggled with being comfortable with my weight my whole life, and I'm still on a journey with it. Probably always will be. The Weight Watchers in high school touched on in the interview with Nora McInerney very much hit home as I also did Weight Watchers in high school. This friend and her spouse regularly make comments around food and weight due to their own stigma towards food and bodies I don't feel comfortable with. I've said something on numerous occasions, but it sort of hit a tipping point this week, not sharing the story for the sake of brevity. They are very good friends. They aren't bad people, but they say very uninformed and toxic things about food and weight. And I'm sick of it. And I just don't know how to deal with this. Sorry, this is really hard. This really sucks. I'm sorry. I mean, I have like a possibly extreme option. All right, let's start with that. I think you could say to them very directly, your comments about food and weight make me really uncomfortable and I'm going to have to take a break hanging out with you because of it. I actually don't think that's extreme. I think that is, if this listener feels like that's something they can do, I think that is a really, um, really good choice on how to handle it. Like, you've said something on numerous occasions. It sounds like they're either not hearing what you're saying or they don't care or they can't help themselves. Any of those scenarios is not a healthy situation for you to be in. So I think you need to remove yourself from this situation. And like, I don't know how they're going to respond to this, but that's also like not your problem at this point. Yeah, it's really about, I think, protecting your mental health Mm -hmm. and your emotional health. And I think being direct is the best option. And look, I, I know what it, I, first of all, I I extremely relate to you listener, but I also know what it is like to be completely brainwashed and caught up in Mm -hmm. diet culture and body self-loathing and all this shit. And I think you're extending a lot of empathy and understanding. You seem you, you, but I think they need to hear it. Um, and I, I think, I actually think, Dory, what you're saying is not extreme. It's being really straightforward and honest and ultimately, you know, possibly giving them, you know, inform feedback that will help them. Mm-hmm. I don't think you need to dance around it. Um, and I also think you really, like, I'm repeating myself, but you need to protect yourself because this stuff, yeah. it's really, it's toxic for you and you don't need to be around it. Yeah, good suggestion, Dory. I'm sorry, listener. This is this stuff is really, really hard. It's really hard, and it's so ingrained in culture and us individually. It's just. And I think that I think that it is important to be direct because it is so ingrained. And this is not. I'm not excusing them, uh, but I do think that sometimes people like this don't even. It's like they don't even realize what they're saying and you have to point it out to them, Mm -hmm. which is annoying that it's like on us to point it out to them. But like this, I guess this is how like attitude shifts happen. I mean, I know that I've had to be really conscious 
and aware of the things that I say and like how I think about things when it comes to food and weight, because so many, I just had internalized so many things. And now, you know, I do see, I, I see how some friends who have not dealt with it, sometimes I see how they talk about their own bodies or they talk about food and it is really hard. Um, and you know, sometimes I say something and sometimes I don't like, I don't know. I'm still sort of figuring it out. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I think extending a lot of grace to yourself is really key as we all kind of plod through this stuff. Mm-hmm. <sighs> well, Kate, I need a break after that conversation. So we really went one. all over the place. Okay, let's do it. We'll be right back. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. You know, Dory, we talk to a lot of really fantastic, intelligent people on this podcast. But I don't know, maybe you're like us and you want to go even deeper. Mm, I'd love to go deeper. We like to go deep, and that's not only possible with today's sponsor, but also easy to accomplish on Masterclass. Every year, I get really into the classes offered and the instructors offering them. Like, I'm all over the place with the things that I like on Masterclass, but this year, I am very interested in the class Redefining Feminism, which is 14 Lessons from Gloria Steinem. Okay. Now, they dissect issues women face in the U.S. and ways we can play a role in the feminist movement in our everyday lives. Look, I majored in women and gender studies in college, so this is right up my alley. But even if you didn't, even if you're like, this is the first time I'm hearing those words. I would argue, especially if you didn't. Yes, Get into it with Masterclass because this is the year you can really learn from the best to become your best with Masterclass. Go from just talking about improving to actually doing the things you've been wanting to do with Masterclass. And it doesn't have to be redefining feminism with Gloria Steinem. It can be gardening in your own garden or your yard or patio. It can be learning to cook Indian food or designing a space that you love. Masterclass offers over 180 world-class instructors. So whether you want to master like negotiation with Chris Voss or think like a boss with Martha Stewart, or maybe capture your vision through photography with Petra Collins, Masterclass has you covered. With Masterclass, you get unlimited access to intimate one-on-one classes with the world's best. And right now, our listeners will get an additional 15% off an annual membership at masterclass.com slash F35. Get 15% off right now at masterclass.com slash F35. That's masterclass.com slash F35. Kate, I feel like we are like barreling into summer. 
It's happening so fast. It is. And I feel like also with summer just come more social events. There's weddings, there's nights out, it's vacations. I mean, like all the things happening in summer. And what I love is that Honey Love has just the right thing for all those events. Feel comfortable and confident this summer with Honey Love's best-selling Super Power Short. The Super Power Short smooth shapes and lifts, giving you a flawless silhouette under any outfit with targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas you need less compression. It's designed to work with your body, not against it. Speaking of working with your bod, the crossover bra, which I'm wearing as we speak. I wear that thing every day. I do too. Uh, It's my favorite Honey Love piece. Let me let me just tell you why. Yeah, get into okay, it. Do you want to tell me why? <laughs> no, no, I was just going to say like, I, I, I don't even need to wear it to events. I wear it like the event is every day of my life. Yes, that's such a good way of putting it. The bra gives all the support of traditional bras without using any underwires. And just like sidebar, I have put on some of my old underwire bras lately and been like, oh God, like get this off of me. <laughs> No, thank once you. you. Once you start wearing Honey Love, you're just like, no, not yep. going back. You see how also, it could like, be. Yes. Also, like summer sweat under those underwires is like, ugh, the worst. Now you don't have to worry about it. Get the support you need with the comfort you deserve and treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market. Save 20% off at honeylove.com slash forever. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash forever. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them and please support our show and tell them we sent you. The summer vibes are just getting started. So shape your life with Honey Love. You know, the weather's getting warmer. So I, for one, am ready to say goodbye to my jackets and my sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I'm right there with you, Kate. And you know what I actually, actually, I donned double quince the other night. I've got to tell you. Okay. This is what's so great about quince because I feel like I have really been able to update my wardrobe like for the long haul without spending a fortune. I wore a gorgeous white tee, like a simple, perfect white cotton t-shirt from Mm. quince, but it was a little chilly out. So I threw on my cashmere hoodie, also from quince. Ooh, mm-hmm. okay. It, it, like they have basically given me a lineup of timeless pieces that I feel like keep me looking. I, I'm going to toot my own horn. Effortlessly chic, whether it's winter toot, or, toot, Kate. or summer. They've got premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30. You've got washable silk tops, really stunning 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. Like truly, the list goes on and on. And the best part is that Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And they only work with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, something that's very important to us. So look, If you're going on a trip, if you just need to update your summer wardrobe, 
Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash forever35 for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash forever35 to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash forever35. All right. So Dory, we're back and we have two messages from listeners that have to do with breasts, but uh, very different boob topics. Um, We're going to start with this email. Do you want to read this one? Sure. Hey, Cat and Door. Long time listener, first time writing in to anything ever. I'm nearly 30 and have finally decided to get myself the breast augmentation I have always wanted. My hubby said the cliche, you don't need it. I love you the way you are, but he supports me in my decision. I'm looking for advice in telling my coworkers and family about the procedure. I recently got lip filler, which I absolutely love, and my family was quite judgmental about it. The breast augmentation is something I'm going to do regardless of what they say, but I don't know if I should tell them beforehand or just show up at the next holiday meal with boobies. And if that is what I decide to do, do I wait till someone asks me about it or do I bring it up? As for my workplace, I'm a GIS analyst for a government agency, so I share my office with my coworker slash manager. We can go days without talking to other people in our office building because it's a very niche job, so I'm not concerned about telling them. My coworker is a 47-year-old male, and I feel like we have an uncle-niece vibe. I don't know how to bring this up to him or if I need to. I literally have no boobs. I will be going from a double A to a C cup. So there will be a noticeable difference. I think it'll be quite awkward for me to go away for a week and come back with a chest and not acknowledge it. I'm not trying to keep this a secret, but I also don't want to broadcast that I'm getting a boob job. If someone asks me about it, I would tell them. Please help. I have a very straightforward reaction to this. Okay, I'm ready. Your body is your business and nobody else's. Period. End of sentence. Like, you don't owe anybody an explanation about anything. Anything. Nothing. Yeah. If you want mm-hmm. to talk about it, great. Like it, this yeah. is your information to share as you see fit, but it you owe no explanation about any changes that your body goes through. None. And obviously like that's not like easier said than done because of the way our fucking world works as we were just talking mm-hmm. about before the break. Obviously easier said than done, but it, it is your body. Yeah. I I think that's great advice. I don't think you owe anyone anything. Now, what if someone makes a comment? Well, she said, if someone asks me about it, I would tell them. Yeah. So then, oh, wow, you look different. Uh Uh-huh. Did did you get a boob job? Yes. Right. Like, like just leave it at that. Yeah. There need not be any justification. Yeah, I guess. Right. You don't need to over-explain. No, you owe them nothing. Yeah. And in fact, this Kate, well, I just, I, you know, I mean, this is part of a much larger conversation that is happening in, in across the world, right? This, this body autonomy and how our bodies are, should be ours to do with what we please, which is of course, Mm -hmm. many governments are not allowing that, but you know, another Mm -hmm. podcast, another time. Mm -hmm. But I mean, I also think like if someone's like, Oh, wow, you did it. Turn it around on them and be like, why do you, why are you like, I just think it, people are so fucking weird and to comment on our bodies that like, if they do, I think you can call them out on it if it's making you uncomfortable. Yeah. Totally. Like, why are you noticing? Or why do you have an opinion about that? Or why do you care what I do with my body? 
Again, all easier said than done. Easy for me to say here on this podcast, harder to do in person. Also hard to do in the moment. But all, everything, right? Everything. But so I think it I think it helps to be prepared. Mm-hmm. Good call. So um, all right. Well, Kate, we have, as promised, another voicemail about boobs, but on a on a different subject. So here we go. Hi, Kate and Dory. I'm calling about boobs and tests and research studies. Um, I lost my mother-in-law to breast cancer several years ago. And now breast and chest health is even more close to my heart because recently my mother, who's over 70, uh, was diagnosed with breast cancer. She's recovering after surgery and radiation therapy and some chemo. And she has a really good prognosis for recovery, but this is something that just um, is kind of saturating my life these days. Um, I'm in my 40s. And at my annual OB OBGYN appointment a couple years ago, uh, my doctor casually mentioned a new research study. It's focused on breast and chest health. It's called the Wisdom Study. And she said, hey, check it out. So I went to the study website to see if I qualified and what participation included. And I qualified. Um, and participation was really minimal. So I joined the study. It was a few clicks on my little laptop. And I was in. Um, I don't work for the study. I don't have any association with the study. I don't work for the university it's housed with. Um, I'm just a regular research participant. But participation is really easy. Um, mammograms, they take some surveys, like a couple of years. Um, the researchers have access to my electronic health records. And the findings of, of what they learn will benefit so many people. Um, so for participation, if you're female and 40 or over, you might qualify to participate in the research study. Um, I believe the study is only in the U.S., but it may have extended to Canada by now. I'm not sure. So I'm a researcher by trade, and science is kind of what I do. And I also know that participating in research, it's not something that lots of people do. Um, it's an ask of your time, and it's comfort with research and with doctors. Um, but I do kind of want to put one one call out to my fellow listeners. Um, and that's that breast cancer affects everyone. Um, studies like the wisdom study, they matter because they're working incredibly hard to find evidence, to find the best way to screen women of all races and ethnicities um, so that no one's left behind in the effort towards a cure for breast cancer. So um, I ask if you, if you, Share this out. Um, please visit thewisdomstudy.org, or you can go to the Wisdom Study on Instagram to learn more and possibly enroll. Um, and I hope others join me in um, being part of finding a cure for breast cancer. Uh, thank you both for all that you do, and and for possibly maybe hopefully sharing this call out to everyone from a fellow longtime listener. Thanks so much. Bye. Thank you so much for that info. Consider it shared. We'll, yeah. we'll include the um, the link. I believe it's thewisdomstudy.org. I think the listener said that in her in their message, but just to reiterate, and we'll include it in our show notes. All yes, right, we will. Dory, time for another break. All right, let's do it. You know, we have been delving more and more into the topic of 
our skin as we get older and how we treat it and how we love it. Because look, as I'm learning in my mid-40s, as you get older, you deal with new things when it comes to your skin. Not that they're bad, they're just new. You know what I mean? Like I am now just discovering creppiness, Dory. Mm, okay. Which is okay. I visible know. on my <sighs> neck and chest. Luckily, it's a thing. It's a thing. Luckily, One Skin, our sponsor today, knows all about things like crappiness. And I'm not overly concerned with aesthetics, but like I do just want to keep my skin healthy as I age. Totally. I love their topical supplements. They really help your skin feel, I don't want to say younger, but just vibrant, mm. refreshed. They combine tissue engineering, data analysis, and cutting-edge longevity science to literally create the world's most effective product to help with skin aging. I am particularly fond of their face topical supplement. It's essentially a moisturizer, but it has their Mm -hmm. proprietary OSO1 peptide to really help with all the parts of our skin that are exposed to environmental damage. You can use it on your face, your hands, your neck. I know here Mm -hmm. where we live in Los Angeles, our hands, we're driving. That sun is coming at us at all times. OneSkin believes the purpose of skincare is not just to improve how we look, but to optimize our skin biology so that it is more resilient to the aging process. They really create next level skincare. One Skin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, One Skin keeps your skin looking and more importantly, acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code OVER50 at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code OVER50. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them and please support our show and tell them we sent you. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Uh, we're moving we're moving south on the body in this little section of the pod now. <laughs> We've gone from the breast to the vulva. All right. Starting with this voicemail. Hey, Cat and Door. This is Ellie, um, longtime listener, first time caller. I had my um, first pause the pod moment earlier today when I was listening to Friday's mini app about tea tree oil being used in the vulva and anal area and causing uh, tingling. Please, please, please do not use tea tree oil or any other scented or um, highly perfumed uh, soaps to clean your vulva, your vagina, or, you know, the, the other sort of sensitive areas. Of course, sometimes you need to clean your butt or your anus, but I'm um, OBGYN doing extra special um, training and surgery for a fellowship year, and I'll never forget being an intern and working with one of our vulvar specialists who told us 
that if you wouldn't put something in your eye, you shouldn't put it on your vulva or your vagina. Use of any perfumed soap, uh, body washes, detergents, douching, etc., leads to really bad imbalances with the vaginal flora um, and can lead to abnormal discharge that people think are infections and all sorts of badness. So to the listener, sounds like a tea tree. Um, body wash is working great for you elsewhere in your body. Use that, but just let water roll down over your vulva and your vagina. There is absolutely no need to use a scented or a tea tree body wash on that area. Um, and in fact, you're probably doing more harm than good. Okay, that's all I have. Hope you guys have a great day. Bye. Great info. Thank you for that reminder. I didn't even think about it because I don't use scented shit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, vaginas are self-cleaning. I mean, like, this is why, like, you know, douche and everything else is, like, unnecessary and just a scam. Now, sometimes you might need to give yourself a little rinse in the shower. Yeah, and I think it's okay to wash the outside. Yeah, but like, I don't think you need to be getting in there. You're gonna, you, you will probably end up irritating yourself. And I just do want to note one thing that can be very irritating to the vagina, the vulva, the whole shebang are bath bombs. Yes. Have we talked? We've talked about this before, right? Yes. Because you're essentially just sitting in a in a bath of irritating chemicals or irritating mm-hmm. whatever things mm-hmm. that's gonna you know take yes. care of these vaginas. Hmm. All right. Well, um, one more question. Hi there. I have a question about vaginal care. I thought I had a memory of you talking with a guest who focused on vaginal health and care. This guest had a product they catered to vulva health and may have even focused on a lubricant for sexy times. I tried looking back on the website and couldn't find it. Am I just imagining this or can you remind me of this guest and their product? I am looking for something to continue my enhanced sexy times during the pandemic. I was a teacher and have started working from home along with my husband. It has allowed us to have more sex during the day, which is my preferred time. Also, when I recently got a mild case of COVID, my friends got me a vibrator and it was a magical experience. Any help with ideas for how to promote vaginal care and satisfaction as part of self-care is greatly appreciated. Mm. Well, I was trying to remember the guest that you might be speaking about, and I came up with two guesses. Okay. The first is is Eden Lepucky. Oh, yeah. Okay. Because I remember she was adamant about a lubricant that she loved called Uber Lube. Now, Eden's a writer. Right. She's not like a, a... professional vaginal expert, but she was like adamant about this lube. So I just wanted to throw that out there. And then when we had Allie Ward on, she was taught, I don't know if she talked about this on the show, but there was some like vagina, like vaginal box. Do you remember this? I tried to Google and I couldn't find it. Yes. I think like her mother-in-law had put it together, but I don't remember what it was. I also, I had another thought of who this might have been, which was Vanessa Marin, Mm -hmm. who talked about sex and sexual health. So I thought that might be an option. I will also say that we have been, um, there, there, there will be more to come on this subject, no pun intended. This is definitely a topic that I'm interested in discussing more about. And I know Kate, you are too. So let's talk more about it. 
it's coming. And you know what? I received a lube. I just want to shout out by Woo. W-O-O. Their website's WooMorePlay.com. I got it in a gift box, I think, Dory, from uh, the very funny podcast Bone Mary Berry, which is a very sexy R, R to X rated podcast. Uh, and they send out this uh, lube that's like coconut oil based. They call it the pregame lubricant, coconut love oil. Mm, okay. Now I'm looking at their. I'm looking at their um, products. They make a clitoral vibrator with a travel case. That's handy. Oh, hello. Right. So things yeah. aren't buzzing around in your suitcase, you know. Hmm. Right. We anyway. had that discussion. Yeah. So we'll link to that as well. Any other lube recs, you right. know what to do. Send them our way. All right. Well, Kate, this has been a, a great a great episode getting to discuss all these body parts. So, um, yeah. All right. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye. <laughs>